This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. What is good? Jerem Jordan here on BYU Sports Nation. And we are live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Great to have you here on Wednesday, October 21st. As Spencer likes to say, wherever and however uh, you are connected, great to have you with us. I'm Jerem Jordan. Alone, Spencer Lentis will join us in just a moment. And uh, apparently we're going to have Steve Young on today. I wore the shirt. I wasn't sure. I had heard maybe it was today. So I, I'm a little sheepish, uh, maybe fanboyish. I don't know. But Steve Young's going to join us today. And uh, it's going to be fun. So hang with us. That's coming up later in the program. Steve Young, the College Football and Pro Football Hall of Famer, in the house. Let's go over today's show lineup. I mentioned Steve Young. What's Zach Wilson's greatest attribute? Is he in the conversation for one of the best quarterbacks of all time at BYU? Perhaps a little early on that one, but we will go over that. One-on-one with BYU safety George Udo, Spencer's conversation with him. And uh, where does Zach Wilson rank among the BYU greats, as we mentioned? But first, today's headlines. Last night on BYU Football with Klein Stake, the head coach said center James Empey and receiver Gunnar Romney are questionable. Empey has an injured ankle. Romney injured his hamstring. More on whether BYU should just sit Gunnar Romney until the Boise State game. Coming up. Cougars overseas in hoops. Brandon Davies went 7 for 9, 15 points, 2 boards, and an 87-60 Barcelona win. And Eric Mika scored 19 points, 6 boards, in an 82-76 victory for Partizan Nice. I can't even remember where Eric Mika's playing. Where's Eric Mika playing again? Anybody? I can't remember. And in men's golf, in Europe somewhere, I think. And in men's golf, Max Brenchley shot one under in the final round of the La Purissima college invite to tie for fifth. BYU finished in fourth. Cougars have a week off before playing in Dennis Pitazol's stomping ground, Moore Park, California, on November 5th and 6th. See, Dennis, we do have time for you, just not a conversation. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. And so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. What's up, Spence? Hey! How's it going, man? It's good, man. How are you, brother? Good. Let's party. Um, I'm still trying to figure out where Eric, Eric Meek is playing Yeah, I, f- I forgot. Is, is it anyone... Turkey? I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> where? Belgrade. Belgrade, Serbia. 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 Good okay. to know. I was kind of close with Turkey. Uh, yeah. But mostly Don't off. tell the Serbians that. Hey, you brought up Zach Wilson, and what a, what a great time to have Steve Young on the show, right? There's, it's always great to have Steve on the show. I don't, I don't care what day it is. We're discussing one of the more remarkable seasons in BYU football history. Up to this point, based on the completion percentage, the total touchdowns, the interception rate. The schedule. The schedule, what? for sure. So, naturally, Jerem, halfway through the season, we should jump way ahead and ask, <laughs> where does Zach Wilson rank in the list of great BYU quarterbacks all time. Okay, listen, I love what Zach's doing right now. It's incredible. It's so fun to watch. He's not even the best Wilson to play quarterback at BYU. That'd be Mark Wilson. Okay, if Zach leads BYU to a New Year's Six, and he sets a BYU record in completion percentage, and BYU has the magical special season, we will laud Zach Wilson in a way that we haven't with some quarterbacks in a long time. But to crack the upper crust... The, the, the canton of, of Provo, if you will, the, the Mount uh, Rushmore. It's going to be really hard. So the, the, I, I have broken the BYU quarterback list. I've never formally done this until this morning. The 
the A-list and the B-list. Are you ready? I can't hear you. Are you ready at home? We're ready. Okay, the A-list is this, in, in chronological order, so not, not in order of awesome. Gifford Nielsen, Mark Wilson, Jim McMahon, Steve Young, Robbie Bosco, Ty Demmer. There are six. That is it. The B-list. Virgil Carter, Gary Shady, John Walsh, Steve Sarkeesian, Brandon Doman, John Beck, Max Hall, Taysom Hill. Ooh. That is the B-list. I am really sorry to Bob Jensen and Steve Lindsley and, and Riley Nelson. Um, and Sean Covey. And Sean Covey. All of them. The A-listers are incredible. Okay. To make the A-list, did you know that five of the six of those are college football Hall of Famers? Whoa. And the one that wasn't won a national championship, also won the Sammy Baugh, and was third in the Heisman voting twice. To be on the A-list, you have to probably be in the College Football Hall of Fame. You have to have finished in the top six in Heisman voting. You have to have been a first or second team All-American, probably. You probably won a national award, and you were probably in the, drafted in the first three rounds of the NFL draft. Steve Sarkeesian won a national award, and he's not even on the and A-list. And so did, uh, so did Gary Shady. Um, you know, listen, it's, this is QBU, bro. It's really hard to crack the A-list. I don't say see any way that Zach Wilson cracks the A-list. I just don't. What I think he could do is crack the B-list. I think he could enter the Taysom Hill, Max Hall, John Beck area. If BYU has an undefeated season, we will think very highly of Zach forever. And if he bounces and gets drafted in, say, the second round, even the third, he'll go into the B-list. I'll put him right in the B-list. Because all it takes is one season. Brandon Doman's a great example of that. Brandon Doman didn't do anything his first three years. He, he won two games at the end of his junior year. He didn't even really have an opportunity to play until the end of his junior season. Right. It takes one special season, and right now, BYU's having a special season. So, I don't, I don't see Zach Wilson ever making the A. <laughs> Listen, at most schools, Zach Wilson's in the top three right now, <laughs> well, based on what he's doing. But again, it's five games. Uh, it's real di- really different. He's playing at such a high level. If he continues to maintain this, he'll be a B-lister at BYU for sure. And maybe, And at some point, I'll rank it like, the exact order, and then maybe he'll crack the top 10 if he has this magical, unbelievable season and gets BYU to a place they haven't been in a long time. Is it to Zach Wilson's, I hate to use the word demise, but when we're using this conversation and trying to qualify him for an A-list, is it a problem that he's competing against Trevor Lawrence of Clemson this year? Because let's say if Trevor Lawrence wasn't there at Clemson, would Zach Wilson be in position to win the Davey O'Brien or the Sammy yeah, Baugh? Perhaps. There's the always first-team All-American. There's always other great quarterbacks. Like, always. There's always other great quarterbacks. Uh, BYU just happened to have the best one several times. Okay, so minimum requirements for the A-list. College Football Hall of Fame. College or, Football or Hall of Fame. Or winning the National Championship. <laughs> well, like... Or win the Heisman. <laughs> like... Robbie Bosco didn't make it to the College Football Hall of Fame, but he was third in the Heisman twice. Like, why was he third in the Heisman? Because BYU is awesome, right, in 84 and 85. Undefeated, and then they went, what, 11 and 3? They were 10 and 3, 85? Yeah, you, you got to be awesome. Guess what? In the, that's careers. That's everything, right? When you talk about singular seasons, now this is where Zach's going to pop a little more. Mm. Think about it. This, is, this could be the best BYU football season since 96. right. Right. They, if BYU goes undefeated, it would only be the second undefeated season all time. Well, and we're talking get to a New Year's Six because if BYU plays in a New Year's Six, if there's a loss there against a quality opponent, we'll go, okay, it was a one-loss year. It was awesome that BYU got to the New Year's Six. They were undefeated. They got all this money on pandemic that was really needed. Sure. Yeah. 
And, and that's I've made this argument too. Like if BYU got to a Final Four in basketball, we wouldn't be that bummed if they didn't win the national title. We'd be like, hey, they got to the Final Four. That was awesome. But if you're there, you want to win it. Ask Gonzaga a couple years ago. If Zach Wilson breaks Steve Young's completion percentage record for a season and gets BYU to a New Year's Six bowl game, automatically to me, he is in your B-list category. No question. Yeah. Like that, it's yeah. one season. It, it was an amazing season. Totally. He is it's automatically for that. qualified for the B-list. For him to get into the A-list this season, he would have to be a first-team All-American. And he'd have to win the Heisman. Probably win the Heisman. He'd have to win the Heisman. That's the only way. If he finished second in the Heisman and was a first-team All-American and won a one if of the quarterback second, awards, he won't be first team because Trevor Lawrence will be first, right? But See, someone, saying, like, someone be, would name him first because Trevor Lawrence is there and he's such a clear front runner in the Heisman race and to be the consensus All-American and the number one overall draft pick. Does this hurt? How much should we? base Zach's status within BYU on the fact that Trevor Lawrence is just eons ahead in those races. It's tough. Yeah, I, but, yeah, it is tough. It's tough. Ask, uh, you know, Steve Sarkeesian why he's not in the A-list. Went 14-1, and one, won the Sammy Ba. Nope. <laughs> no, you don't hold a candle to that list. And this, is, this speaks to the greatness of this school. This speaks to the greatness of Lavelle Edwards. Of the quarterbacks. The greatness of all these guys. It's pretty special. I think singular seasons is a different conversation here. Because, if B, yeah, BYU goes to New York 6, and Zach is like, let's say Zach finishes top five Heisman or mm-hmm, something. Mm-hmm. If he's in New York, I mean, there's now, now, we're ta- now he's got a chance. If Zach Wilson wins the Heisman, he's going to be on the A-list. Of course. That, I said it's there was no way. entry. I said there was no way. No, there's a way. It's automatic if, entry. If he, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would think so. It's the golden ticket to... Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, yes. Willy Wonka. But who's the grandpa who is in bed the whole time <laughs> and then suddenly can jump out? Who is that? Is it Cougar Board? <laughs> is it you, Cougar Board? No, th- this is a fun conversation. And again, I, I still think this is early. I, I know someone tweeted like, Zach Wilson's the greatest quarterback viewer he's ever had. And I said, Bla- I said blasphemy. Whoa. Blasphemy. Because... That's let, no. That's let him let him play out his career before you dub him the greatest to ever be at BYU. He's hey Zach Wilson's got to be at a Power Five team in regulation. Oh, in regulation, like, because he's done it twice. He's, in he's done it twice in overtime. That's great. I'm just crazy qualifying that. But no, what Zach is doing is so fun to watch. Like first in completion percentage, second in yards per attempt and efficiency, seventh in TDs, passing yards per game. His 18 total touchdowns in one giveaway. That's incredible. Mm. So we'll have a different conversation later about singular seasons if this keeps going. And then I want to look at what's the greatest. Like 90, 90 Detmer is the greatest season, then probably 80 McMahon, and then, we, then maybe 83 Young. Like, then we start chatting. If he is a first-round draft pick, that also adds to it helps. the case of him flirting with that a-list category, right? You always had three first-rounders, if you count Steve Young in the USFL. Yes, you should. Mark Wilson, Jim McMahon. So, listen, Zach's doing some great things. We're halfway through. BYU still has to play Boy State. If BYU makes it to New Year's Six, they'll have an actual game that mm. could validate or discredit a lot of what BYU's built up. That's to the national people, not us. Like, if you win 10 games, like, you're a great team. Come on. Where does Zach Wilson rank 
among the pantheon of BYU quarterbacks. Right now, he is pacing to be firmly in your B list. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, he, he would need to. And, and a again, ten, a top 10 quarterback? He may still. Top 10? See, maybe. For, for me right now, he is, he is pacing to be in the top 10 right now. Uh, if he finishes with. And I'm projecting here because he has 18 total touchdowns and one interception. Let's say he throws three more interceptions and only has 14 more touchdowns. That's if he it. Has, if he has 32 total touchdowns and four interceptions. By the way, there's always someone that does this in college football, like these numbers, right? That what Buey did in the uh, you know 79 to 85 was like this just insane run of quarterbacks, right? This is a return. This doesn't this feel right? BYU offense quarterback. Heisman talk, rank. Like, this feels like a restoration <laughs> of something from the past, from BYU. And this is, this is great for Zach. But again, it's five games through. The schedule has lended itself to success. BYU's overachieved in terms of how they've played. Who they played, it looked like, okay, BYU's got a chance to win some games. But so far, so good. But again, it's five games. The schedule's been a little easier. That's not to discredit Zach, but it's just to comment on how much weight was on the bar. But Zach has performed way more reps on that bar than I, any of us anticipated. He's been unbelievable. We need to do a top 10 show on BYU quarterbacks we following this season so that yeah. it can include Zach Wilson I'll, specifically. I'll rank him at some point. I just need, we, to, we I need, need to dig to in this. more than yes. like this morning. Yeah. We need to do this. Oh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take some serious research and serious debate I'm always serious. to try and figure this out. It's not a joking matter. Our question of the day. We want to know what you think about this. Where does Zach Wilson rank in the list of BYU's great quarterbacks right now? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation. On BYU Sports Nation. At SwooshLife59 Answers on Instagram. I love Zach Wilson. I do. He is a great quarterback who is only getting better and better. For me, I would say top 10. He's had some money moments for sure. But to be in the top five or in the top three, he needs to, one, beat Utah, and two, win a postseason award. That's an interesting angle. The beat Utah thing's Interesting. Mm. Do you think Taysom Hill was a great quarterback? Yes or no? Yes. He didn't beat Utah. He didn't beat Utah. He didn't beat Utah. He didn't have a healthy Jamal Williams for the entirety of any of those games. Taysom Hill never won 10 games this season. He never beat Utah. Is he a great quarterback? Yeah. It didn't work out due to injuries, due to a crazy schedule. Like 2013, BYU played seven power fives. He won eight games. BYU was pacing for something special in right. 2014 against Non-Utah schedule. Until, exactly. And until, only three P5s. Until this season. That's why it was going the well. Easiest. Because they didn't play a lot yes, of power and, Until this year, it was probably the easiest schedule that BYU had played as an independent. Right. And by the way, welcome to everyone jumping on the bandwagon with my scheduling ideology. There's tons of room. Plenty of room for everybody. Okay? <laughs> plenty of room. You got people throwing mud at your train, too. <laughs> That's fine. We're going to find the Rocky Mountains and settle down. Coming up. BYU sit Gunnar Romney until the boys stay game with the hamstring. And one-on-one with BYU defensive back George Udo. Why the BYU defense specifically is ready to handle the hype distraction. I'm going to talk about a stiff arm. Wait till you hear what George said. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Coming up after our show, the newest BYU football appliance talk featuring Zane Anderson in Deep Blue. Mason Wake in the film room, Zach Dawes, the player guest, and Cougar Q&A asks the weirdest thing players have seen in a game. 
Throwing shoes is the answer. It's on demand on the BYU TV app right now. I love that question so much. And Zach Dawes is the guest, so he had to talk about it again <laughs> later. We're live in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. Every week as BYU's national publicity and hype grows, the question will always come up. How are the Cougars handling it as they rise in the rankings? Well, they figured it out against Houston, and uh, for that, they've received some more national recognition. George Udo of the BYU defense, I had the opportunity to speak with him one-on-one on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline, BYU Sports Nation All Access, about how he is stiff-arming that type of hurdle. George, let's start with this question. BYU football 5-0, and working on win number six when Texas State comes to Lavelle Edwards Stadium this Saturday. Number 12 in the country, highest ranking since 2009. Everybody is taking every chance they can get to tell you about it, myself included. How are you handling the hurdle of overcoming this increase of national attention? I just think that as a team, we're just doing what we do best, you know, playing assignment sound football, the offense rolling, defense, you know, holding. And I just think that everybody's doing the job correctly and we're doing it really good. And I just think, I just believe that we, we're not really paying attention to our rankings right now. We're just, you know, game by game, focusing on winning. And that's, that's just what our mindset is. Look at you stiff arm that approach. That is well done, <laughs> my friend. That is, that is well played like an experienced veteran. Mm-hmm. I saw Kalani Satake uh, during the Houston game kind of grab your helmet uh, after one of the series and, he did this on a couple of occasions to say some things to you. What are those conversations like? What, what's happening when Kalani is having those heart-to-heart sideline conversations with you? About, I think, one, one or two of the times, you know, he was just telling me what I could have done better on that play just to, you know, help out our coverage. But, you know, at the same time, he was telling me that he's proud of me that I've stepped in and I've, you know, been making plays. But he was just, thing. he's just saying that he's just been proud of me and, you know, yeah. How was the defense able to be so successful, the final five drives that Houston put together, combining for eight yards? What what changed in that moment? I mean, I feel like our mindset, you know, really, really changed at halftime. We were so bent on not letting them score and, you know, playing assignment sound, you know, defense on them. And we're everybody was just, you know, encouraging each other, um, you know, it's just, it's just, I believe that everybody was just so that we just wanted to win so bad that we just decided to continue playing, you know, like really good football in the second half. But yeah, it's just, we just wanted that win so bad and we knew we could come back. We knew how good our offense was. So we, we decided as a defense, we need to, you know, you know, hold so our offense can come back and we can win the game. Well, you do that. Your offense scores 29 unanswered, and the defense yeah. comes up huge, as we just mentioned, those stats. What was the plane ride like home that night? Man, everybody was just so happy. It was – we were just so excited. Man, it was just – it was it was really – it was really fun. Like, even getting on the plane, you could see everybody just smiling, you know, talking, you know, laughing. And, you know, it was just, it was just a good – it was just a good scene to see. Okay, now looking back on the five games that you've played and the one close game against the University of Texas San Antonio, what have those experiences done to prepare you for a team like Texas State that doesn't have the number of wins that you guys do? Honestly, we just decided it doesn't matter what who the team is, 
who we're playing, we just got to, you know, play like we normally play, play good defense and, you know, um, just just play really good. And if we do that, you know, we're going to come out on top every single time. George Udo with us on BYU Sports Nation as the Cougars prepare for Texas State. First game that you're going to play in front of fans at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. The fans showed out in Houston. Uh, there were rumored to be 6,000 BYU fans. So now you're going to have probably 6,000 BYU fans in LES. What do you think about playing in front of your home fans for the first time? It's going to be fun. It's going to be, it's going to be really crazy too. Like we, Honestly, the players, we wanted to have our family at the game, so it's really exciting for us to have our family there cheering us on. Okay, George, I'm going to turn the page a little bit because BYU fans are always interested in backstories and how players end up at BYU. So let's, for those that don't know, let's dive into your personal story here. Before you were playing for the 12th-ranked BYU Cougars, what was happening in high school? How did you end up at BYU of all places? So it was... um, it was about late November, early December after my, my senior football season that my head coach, he called me as I was coming home from school and he said, Hey, um, I have coach Ed Lamb on the phone with, uh, on the phone with us right now. I'm going to, um, merge our calls and, you know, have him talk to you. And that was when BYU offered me and, you know, they wanted me or actually coach Lamb flew out the, the next day to come to see me. So, you know, he talked to me about how the school was and, you know, everything. And, you know, I decided to go on my official visit in December. And after that, after my official visit, you know, I really liked it there and I liked it here and I committed. What was it about BYU that made you say, yeah, I want to wear the blue and I want to play for Kalani Satake and Ed Lamb compared to the other places that you were considering? Well, I'd say it's just like the the environment of BYU. Like the team is very, you know, close together. It's like everybody's a part of one big family. So, you know, I saw that here and that's what really attracted me here too. And, you know, just the, the goals that the coaches had, like, you know, um, Coach Kalani, his goals, Coach Lamb, you know, all of them, they had really, you know, um, really great goals and for the team and, that's what really, you know, kind of attracted me here and led me to commit here. Okay. Uh, we'll finish with this question, George. Um, as you're preparing for Texas State and getting ready to run out of the tunnel again in front of those 6,000 fans, did you ever imagine that, one, you would be doing so in front of only 6,000 fans, but as the 12th-ranked team in the country? Like, have you, how much of this have you imagined? And it is it is crazy, but you know, like I said before, like we don't we don't really pay attention to those rankings and everything. We're just focused on you know doing our job and playing fast, and you know coming out on top. That's just what we're focused on. George, great to talk to you, man. Let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma for your performance against Texas State. If you don't know what that is, basically you're already a really good player. Now you're going to be an even better player because you got the karma behind you, man. So take it, do well, <laughs> and we'll see you on Saturday. All right, thank you. George Udo on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. Physically, has all the tools. Made a big mistake early in the game, right? Not tackling Clayton Toon that led to a touchdown. But after that, the defense tightened up, and George made a great TFL late in that game. He also picked off, as you talked about, the two-point conversion. 
he's going to be a good player. He's still young, but he's going to be a guy that we're like, dude, George Udo's awesome, and I'm really glad he's at BYU. Yeah, and uh, a guy that Diane Gawoloku said, watch out for. Yeah, he's got all the physical tools. And, uh, again, he's learning, and uh, great to have George Udo here. Plus, I love his name, George Udo. He's just, like, he's just ready to rock, man. I Does love that he name. not sound like the perfect safety? He sounds yes. like he, he looks like the perfect safety. Right? Like, he's physically got all of it, so very exciting. Okay, coming up, Steve Young on Zach Wilson and the Cougars' season so far. And BYU's depth chart lists no distinct starters on the offensive line for the Texas State game. What does that mean? This is BYU Sports Nation. What does it mean? This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. Watch the BYU women's soccer team in a scrimmage, their second one, this Friday, 9 Eastern on the BYU TV app as the Cougars prepare for the spring season. He is Jerem Jordan. I am Spencer Linton, and this is BYU Sports Nation. Time to whip it. The Cougar Whip Around presented by Visible Supply Chain Management tackling America's most challenging shipping problems. Which current BYU streak is most likely to continue this Saturday versus Texas State? No interceptions, been a couple games, or a 100-yard receiver. That's been all five games. I say no interceptions. I think Zach Wilson's decision-making is way better, and I think he won't play very long. So the likelihood of throwing an interception goes down, assuming that Baylor Romney and maybe Soljay Mayava gets mm-hmm. into the game a little bit later. Still waiting on Jaron Hall's status at some point this he, season. He doesn't uh, dress in uh, football pads for the game. He's in street clothes. So anyway, I, the hope is that Zach Wilson's out early, halfway through the third quarter, doesn't throw an interception. And uh, likewise, if the starting receivers aren't on the field very long, it's going to be tough to get to 100 yards. When I first heard this question, I thought it was the BYU defense not picking up. Oh, (laughs) because it's been a few games, too. Uh, But no, Zach Wilson hasn't thrown a pick since the Navy game. First time four games that the BYU quarterback hasn't thrown one since 91. Ooh, pretty wild. Gregor Bell on that one. Um, I'll go the the 100-yard receiver will continue. I think Dax Milne's going to have a hundy again. Okay. I think Texas State's defense is porous. I do think the BYU defense will have multiple picks. I think Brady McBride is a little erratic for Texas State and will throw some picks. Okay. Okay. Would you, speaking of receivers. Yes. Just sit Gunnar Romney until the Boise State game? Yeah, uh, you don't need Gunnar Romney to beat Texas State and Western Kentucky. Um, You didn't need Gunnar Romney in the third and fourth quarters to beat Houston because Dax Milne elevated his game in an amazing way. It's pretty interesting to see Matt Bushman goes out. We thought that'd be a massive blow. Matt's a great tight end, like top 10 all-time BYU kind of guy. But these BYU receivers have done an excellent job, and these young tight ends here and there. It's not just one dude all the time, although against Houston, it kind of was one dude with Dax Milne. I'd probably sit Gunnar Romney. I don't think that there is any rush to get him back on the field if he's not 100%. Why? If he plays, it's because he's like, no, I'm playing. I want to play. Put me on the field. I'm healthy. The doctors cleared me. Like he, He's going to have to convince his coaches that he's good to play. He's had a hamstring issue the last couple of years. Do not risk it. Just wait for Boise State. Rest. That's a big game. Do you read anything into the offensive line depth chart being all oars this week? Is it clear who the starters are? Yes, I, I don't read into it like, oh, hey, Eric Mateos is playing this psychological warfare game with his guys. He's not telling them who's starting. This is more about, I think, Tristan Hodges coming back into the fold. Keanu Saliapaga is getting healthy. We don't know what's happening with James Empey. This is more of just a, hey, we're trying to figure out 
who's healthy and who's actually going to be available. So we're not going to guarantee that these are going to be the starting five because we don't know who's healthy right now. So let's just throw all 10 out there and um, whoever shows up in the first play shows up in the first play. Starting doesn't matter. The overall snaps do. Who cares who plays the first part? Whatever. That'd be like in basketball. Remember when Luke Worthington would start and they'd get he'd get two fouls and then he'd come out? Who cares who starts? Like Luke had a role. He played his role really well. It was to protect Eric Mika. It was to protect Eric Mika. In fact, the most sarcastic clapping I've ever seen in the Marriott Center was when Luke picked up two fouls, came out, and everyone just stood up and was like, thank you for doing your job. I don't read into this at all. Left to right, this is who starts typically, if healthy. You get Brady Christensen, Clark Barrington, James Empey, Tristan Hodge, and then you would go with Shannon Herring. But Herring has played right guard for Hodge, and then Blake Freeland comes in. He's got some depth there. It's good. Keanu Salipaga will help. All right, Jerem, the World Series opened last night. Yeah. Thanks to COVID-19, for the first time in the history of mankind, it's happening at a neutral site. Uh, I... That's about as far as I paid attention, okay, to, to hear the random stats. Are you more interested in the current World Series or a couple of BYU's opponents this weekend, Utah State and Boise State, opening up Mountain West Conference play? I'm more, well, only one of those is an opponent. Um, I am more interested in Boise State. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, I, I, last night me. I was like, wait, it's World Series game one? <laughs> I thought it was in a day or two. No, I, really I, I read the weird stats about the game, watched a few of the highlights. <laughs> it's just, no, it's all about Boise State. Yeah, and good I, point. is not playing Utah State. They are playing Boise State. But, I mean, the rivalry is there. So I'm way more interested in what happens between those two teams. As a Mariners fan, I didn't even know they played baseball in October. This is news to me. I had no clue. <laughs> I, did, I didn't know that happened. Okay, coming up, your boy. Steve Young joins the program. Yep, he's back on the show. Where does Zach Wilson rank in his pantheon of BYU quarterbacks right now? This is BYU Sports Nation. Five games! BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Do you want to see what fans in the stands looks like in Lavelle Edwards Stadium? I've actually forgotten, but I'm very excited to see that. On Countdown to Kickoff Saturday night, 9 Eastern on BYU TV and the app. Spencer Linton won't be the only person in the stands anymore. Congratulations. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation in Studio B. There were 6,000 fans in Houston. May as well put 6,000 in Provo, right? <laughs> yeah. BYU played its first game in front of fans, and it was awesome. You said there were more BYU fans in Houston Yes, fans, there were. Which is the power of the fan base. The, we know this is a national brand. It's big time. BYU's played no power fives. Boom, up to number 12. That's all because of the history here. Uh, doing part to our next guest as well. But there's a tradition here that BYU's sort of returned to a little bit here this year, which has been fun. Hey, when BYU's undefeated and number 12 and fans finally have an opportunity, they will find a ticket, they will, even if it means flying to Houston from Utah to Chris go. Chris Berman said the Bills. What he meant was no one circles the wagons like the BYU Cougars. That's what he meant. 6,000 strong in Lavelle Edwards Stadium this Saturday. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline via Zoom is Pro Football Hall of Famer, NFL MVP, Super Bowl champion, all-around great guy and a huge BYU fan, Steve Young. Steve, great to have you back on the show. How are you? Steve? Pretty good, Spencer. Jeremy, uh, Jeremy, you just gave the greatest Ty Detmer impersonation, which I loved. It was perfect. You I, gave no Chris Berman. I figured it, you got that it, one. Too, it, <laughs> Nobody check this I can't do I can't do impersonations. He's, but uh yeah, yeah Berman's but you get me from the office today. My wife uh, I got I, I it's her place and I get the little corner and 
We're not out in the in the equipment room today, so we're in good shape. <laughs> hey, we've all learned a lot about virtual meetings the last couple months, you know. Yeah, no, I'm in I'm I'm in pole position today. So enjoy the, enjoy Steve, the background. Yeah, Steve Young, front and center on BYU Sports Nation. Times are good, Steve. As we were coming back in, we're talking about BYU being off to their first five and zero start since two thousand eight. They're number twelve in the polls. The schedule hasn't been there, but it's almost like national pundits have said. Uh, they're they're forgiving of BYU because of what BYU wanted to do initially. What do you think about this five and zero record? Are you buying the Cougars as a dark horse college football playoff team? Well, why not? You know, it's a crazy year. It's everything's uh, backwards, and you know, for us, we've already won um, in my mind because we've we've gained a tremendous amount of perception, if not reality that uh, we're players again. I mean, that Navy game, the whole country watched it just because we hadn't seen anything like, you know, and there hadn't been anything on TV. So the whole country watches. Uh, and it was a great, you know, it's just a showcase for what Kalani's wanting to do, right? We'll get more explosive. Uh, we got a great quarterback. It just felt like, you know, what we've talked about on this show many times. Like, we don't, I don't want people to say, oh, we just want to honor the old players and what we used to be. And, you know, no, what we want to do is collect all of that stored up money in the bank that we have on who BYU is, what, you know, who, who, who we represent, what we represent. And then we go out and show that and people always go, Oh, that's BYU. And they have, we, and it, and it, and it kind of, um, you know, not only is it externally, people kind of feel that it's internally too. It's like, yeah, that's who we are. And it starts to feed on the players and that they kind of respond. And that's what this year has really been about. And I love that. And every week, you know, uh, there's only a couple of college games. Now there's more and more this week in the next couple of weeks, but we've had kind of exclusive national, uh, focus and we played really well. And so I think in people's, you know, back of people's minds, remember as an independent, we, that's our lifeblood, right? We need ESPN and the people in Bristol to go, let's see BYU. That's just, this is how it was, why we signed them. This is why we do it. And, uh, and that's all positive. So that's, that's money in the bank. That's good stuff. And now you talk about into the future, you know, um, uh, uh, talking, I was in uh, for the Cowboy game on Monday night and we were talking, people were talking about BYU, you know, people are just walk up and say, Hey, what do you think about BYU? So it's a, it's in the people, it's in their minds. Now, do they think that they're going to go play Clemson and play well, or, you know, people, we would love to see it personally. You know, I would love to go and find some, you know, team that we know is really good right now and just play them because Zach, is going to make it possible. You know, I don't want to say it's just Zach because we know that we got a lot of great players, but we, we had some injuries at tight end. We have some people that were replacing, and we just have a lot of guys. So if you pay close attention to BYU, it feels like we have the ability and we just need the, we need the opportunity. And no, we're not going to get it. We get one in Boise State. We can't have any screw-ups. Now, let me tell you right now, I hate to tell you that we cannot have any screw-ups and we can't, we, I don't want any wacky, uh, uh, I, I even, last year, I can't remember who it was. Was it Florida? South Florida, U- USF. Central West Florida State. I can't remember <laughs> what it was. Some great Akron, Akron State. I mean, what was it last year? Toledo. I it out of my mind. Yeah, I, all right, right, Toledo. We just can't have any Toledos. And uh, uh, But again, if it happens, we've got a man. I'm super happy with what how we've handled COVID, what Tom's done for the, for the scheduling. It just shows us a scrappy. It's like a lot of positives, but what can we do in the end? Yes, we can get into new year's Eve, a new year's day. We can, I think we go undefeated and 
and uh, things break the right way, there's I I think we can. And yeah. I I just don't want to. We, we all get all of us Cougar fans get a little wacky when we get the blue goggles going. It's a little nuts, you know. Sorry, what? Uh, sorry, what'd you say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's very exciting right now. It it feels it feels like the glory days. BYU's putting up a ton of points, doing all this. Certainly, the schedule has helped BYU in this way. Originally, it was really hard. And Steve, I, I've said, listen, right now it's more about how BYU's playing than who BYU's playing. Because if you gave a non-Power 5 team, you said they're 5-0 and and they've done this, should they be 12th? Most teams, is a, it's a no. But BYU's brand has helped them get to that point. Being on ESPN, like you said, has, has gotten to this point. Led by the play... Oh, go ahead. Well, like, Jeremy, it's just, it really is basically who we always think we are. And if we don't act that way, it's, it's, to, our, it's to our detriment. And I've begged Kalani over the years, like, Kalani, you don't understand what we can collect and how you can tell your players and how everyone can respond. And it gives you space. You can actually have, you know, uh, lose some games if it looks like BYU. You know, if it looks like who we who we are, who we always were. who we are. And so, uh, uh, and I think we always, that's, Jeremy, your point is we're responding because it looks like we have a quarterback that can be one of the top of the country. And we're running it around. We're, we're very explosive. Uh, and even our running game is explosive and it just feels like who we are. And I think that's just, that has got to be our North star forevermore. We're going to, you know, we're not going to run the, we're not going to run the wishbone. We're never going to go <laughs> where there's things we just will not do. Even though we got super close to that, by the way, <laughs> we, won't, we won't talk about that, but you know, uh, it really does feel like we're, where we should be. And that's, uh, that's going to be good in every direction. When BYU is great, they have a great quarterback. And right now, Zach Wilson's playing at the highest level a BYU quarterback has played in a long, long time. What is he doing that is making him great right now? So I don't know who was John Beck or who, I mean, I, who uh, who got a hold. I mean, he was a. I saw him as a freshman. Uh, my buddy Jim Herman, who I, we played at BYU together, we were freshmen together. Jim Lee, he, Lee Johnson, myself, Jim Herman. You know, we were. Uh, Ty Mattingly and Scott Robinson, the three, four, five of us. I mean, we were tight friends. We always have been. And uh, he coached Zach up at Corner Canyon. And so uh, when he was coaching defensive line, and when he played, I don't remember, it was a game, uh, one of the early games, and Zach was doing something weird and crazy and wasn't really working out. I'm like, Herm, I don't know, bro. I, I like a lot of it, but it feels like he's like, he goes, trust me on this. He has every element of grit and toughness and sense of uh, sense of place. And he gets the whole, you know, he gets, Oh, you're talking like Ty Detmer was the one that really understood 22 people and was never overwhelmed. and was really always this calming influence. His brain just kind of handled it. And he goes, he's like that. I promise you. And he really has turned out to be that person, but he's had a lot of uh, help uh, along the way, especially last year. It looks like John driving down to San Diego because you can see he's delivering from all different angles. He's very, he's in the moment. You know, when we talk about Patrick Mahomes and why he's so good, it's because he's so present, way ahead of his time. You, it, it, I always say in the NFL, if you're if you have a tremendous presence, and what I say about that is that you're in a moment and your mind is not cluttered, it's not overwhelmed. And the number of people running around, the blitzes, and everything else happening, the crowd and and the ex- expectations, the media, and everything just you actually calm through it. And you're in the play. And Patrick Mullins, remember last year when he was scrambling, he looked back at the referee because he's waiting for the flag. He's like, are you going to throw the flag? Oh, no, okay, I'll, get, I'll go run for 15. It's just the presence of mind that he's way ahead of his time. You need to play 15 years 
to be where Patrick Mahomes is. Completely not fair. Zach has developed that sense of presence that's coming very nicely. And I think that's why pro scouts are going to be really focused on him because he can clearly throw the football. You know, he has a great sense of long ball, touch, and arm angles and different unit, but it's his uniqueness in the in the play, in the moment, to kind of know, you you kind of sense that you as you watch in your couch, you can you say, oh, what about, he should do, uh, and he does it because he's so, like, you know how hard it is to be, you know, to match the people on the couch, you know, or up, you know, <laughs> up in the, in the I mean, how many times in my life have people yelling, throw it, throw it. I'm like, where, what are you talking about? Throw where? <laughs> well, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see anything, you know? Where, where when you, when you, when I'm watching and I'm like, oh, he should, and he, then he, he does it. That's that presence that he's got. So um, I think people are getting more and more excited about Zach. Uh, and be real question whether he stays or not. Is there, has anyone asked him? We have not asked the question yet because we, this is all relatively new, right? I mean, it's just happened in the last week or two. Um, and I think BYU fans honestly are a little bit afraid to ask because they don't want him to go early because things are so good. But, I mean, Steve, in your opinion, is, is Zach a first or second round NFL draft type quarterback right now? Uh, anyone ever heard of Ziggy Ansah? Yep. Played one week, played one, started one week, but then hit the hit the the, the 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 combine circuit and ended up number one in in the in, the, in Detroit. I, it can't, you know, won't be like that. But I think that there's no question that if he finishes the season, people get excited about him. You know, a lot of scouts look around three corners to find a great quarterback. You know, and if you sense that. Um, but I, I got to believe that Zach, as a developmental project and his kind of knowing a little bit, of, he and I text back and forth and I'll say, hey, way to go. And he'll say, thanks, Steve. You know, like the, nothing, you know, nothing too deep. But uh, uh, I, I just, I sense with him that he probably, this would come on and he'd want to have another year to go kind of solidify it in many ways. So I, I, I'd answer it for him, even though I have no idea that I suspect uh, that, you know, uh, but I don't know. I mean, who knows? Because if it really gets hot and let's, I mean, I, I, you know, I was on uh, KNBR here locally uh, last week and we were going through the Houston game and saying, you know, Tom Tolbert is from Arizona. He's like, well, this is a big, you know, this is the one we'll see what you guys can do. And I'm like, this Heisman trophy candidate. We're going down there to go in the top 10. We're, you know, and we really are, you know, and, and people are like Heisman trophy. What are you talking about? Like, this is kind of where we are. And so unfortunately we don't have the games anymore other than Boise State is there anyone else that's going to be kind of someone goes oh that's a, that's a decent win is there anybody else San Diego that's, uh, State potentially San which is State a little December bit, right? 12th at home which is so, might be a snow game yeah I know that's not going to help either so you know you got to figure that Trevor Lawrence who is an incredible player I mean honestly just uh, I Trevor Lawrence you know everyone's trying to lose for Trevor and I, I would understand why <laughs> you know, that's uh, if the Jets get that spot, there's no question you trade Sam Darnold immediately and go for Trevor Lawrence. I mean, the guy's an incredible player, so he'll win it. But we're going to have a little fun kind of trying to press him. And we should we should start a campaign. I mean, these campaigns are legit, you know, uh, and let's 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 not be bashful about it, because I think Zach will fill in uh, behind it. You know, I mean, I don't think he's going to fade at all. Uh, and by the way, uh, I see the Steve Young uh, T-shirt. Jeremy, I've mm-hmm. never seen that t-shirt before. Yeah. And I don't know if that looks like uh, Mitt Romney hair. I mean, I don't <laughs> even know what's going on. Good hair. 
Do you like the hair or no? But at least the ball is in the left hand because most of the stuff when I, I have a you know a, a bobblehead doll or something they they don't have a lefty version. You know what I mean? So I'm always I'm always righty. And it's, it's just nice that hair is nothing. My by the way, if anyone wants to spend a fun uh, two two three hours on Twitter. Just type in Steve Young hair. And then <laughs> you will not believe the tour that you will have of, of, uh, of joy and, and, and gladness. It's good stuff. Of joy and gladness. Steve, I'm so glad that you have joined the Twitter party. It's, uh, yeah, it's, welcome. It's, oh, yeah. No, I barely, you guys know this. It's barely, it's barely tiptoe, tiptoe. My, my oldest, my boy, Braden's, you know, he's very much into social media. He's like, dad, you're terrible. You know, you don't, you don't do it. I mean, you're just terrible. Yeah, you got to, you got to get content. You got to get content. Steve, I have more you know? followers than you. So does Spencer. What, what the heck, man? We, we need I'm, to promote I'm, Steve Young's I'm, Twitter I'm, account I'm, right now. Tiptoe, tiptoe. <laughs> you have 22 <laughs> tweets and your last one was October 5th. Yeah. Just what? Once a week, once a week, we'll start. Well, I took, I, I took a picture of me in the, in the, uh, was it the, the Lambo stadium? In Green Bay. Five, other than the Cowboy game, the last five weeks, no joke. Completely. And when I say empty stadiums, no one, zero humans, except for me. I was like the. I was a. I was the. Only, in fact, I'm the only uh, fan that's ever sat in a Raider home game. Wow, <laughs> that's had, true. And an attendance of one. <laughs> and it's me. And I've you- had my feet up. My feet up. I'm watching the game. I'm looking around like there is no one. I'm the only one watching the Saints Raiders game. And I'm like the first fan in the history of the Raiders to ever at Las Vegas Raiders to ever watch them in the stadium. I feel like I should get some kind of a promotional prize, you know, some kind of a, you know, year supply of something. You know what I mean? Like it feels like I should get your supply of daggers or something. You feel like the kind of guy that would be a Raider. So, oh, wait, no. Yeah. Oh, oops. Right. No. <laughs> Steve Young with us on BYU Sports Nation. Steve, Zach Wilson is pacing to uh, break your longstanding completion percentage record for uh, uh, a season. Uh, do you feel like he's going to do it? He's at about 78%. You were at 71+. plus. Do you, do you think Zach's going to break that record? Yeah. Yeah, and it should be bro- it should be broken. I mean, the game has changed, and you guys are going to think this is the old man. Get off my lawn, you know. Like it's not. It really is uh, an appreciation for how the game has changed, especially the pro game. Uh, the professional game has, you know, they can't patrol the middle of the field anymore. We've talked about this. The quarterback can't be hit. I mean, you see a quarterback hit, you know, a flag's coming. It doesn't matter if it's legit or not. Um, and the safety and the, and the unfair fight with defense, it's really kind of ridiculous. I used to say in the pro game, nobody's open in the college game. Everybody's open. That was my memory. Now in my mind, the pro game has become so much more like college. There's so little time that coaches and players get. It's very college like a couple of OTAs and a summer camp. That's exactly like college. And so the game has really opened up for Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson and, and they're running, they're running what they ran in college. And so you're going to see the pros. The NFL is going to have, yeah, I don't know if you'll get to 80% completion. You know, uh, Drew Brees is getting close. But I think you're going to get some 72s, 73s, 74s in the pro game. And in the college, I, I think it's, you know, there's people open all over the place. More than even past college. You know, when I say college, everybody's open back in 1980, 1983. Uh, you know, everybody, everybody looks open to me. So I, I, I feel like it, 78. Yeah. But I think an 80 is coming 83. I mean, there's new, the records 
for quarterbacks, pro and college, in the next five or ten years, they're all going to go away. I mean, when I when I came when I'm when I was taking over Jim McMahon, Jim left with 72 NCA records. 72. I mean, it was it was crazy. Uh, I, I think you're going to see no one will ever own that many records ever again because Jim was throwing when no one else was throwing, right? So he could he you know there was no competition. Now you're going to get all kinds of competition and who's throwing the ball around, but uh, you're going to see every record broken in the next five to 10 years, everything. And you name it. If there's, if there's a record out there that from 198, like my completion percentage, it, it is going to go. If it doesn't, then something's super wrong. <laughs> Steve, it's great to talk to you. Great to laugh with fact, you. Spencer, I'll tell you, I, I no joke. You know, I, I, because I feel so healthy and, and you know, I'm running and throw, I'm doing, I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I'll come back and break the record. I mean, wait, 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 nobody gets hit. The, set, the, open, the middle of the field's wide open. It used to be a death death zone. The flats, no one covers the flats. You you know, and you sit back there and just let her let her rip. I, I you know, so many easy yards for the quarterback to get with his legs. I'm like, what? A, you know, it'd be like uh, what is this movie like? Uh, uh, Benjamin Button. What was that? Uh, uh, was that yeah. the one? Yeah, yeah, yes, the serious yes. Benjamin Button. Yes. Yep, yeah, that's like the one. Work backwards. I don't know. You just, I got too much time on my hands. Hey, no, forever young. We appreciate the time, Steve. And uh, unfortunately, got to wrap up. But man, it's good to catch up here. Let's do it again soon. Uh, let's do it. Put the goggles on, boys. Let's go. You got it, oh, Steve. Oh, by the way, we got to say a shout out to Kiki Solano, giving her a little up. BYUSN right now. Let's <laughs> Thanks, Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Steve. <laughs> Steve Young on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. That's awesome. Okay, coming up, rise and shout to a BYU athlete who has learned how to fly. Stay with us on BYU Sports Nation. This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Bodyguards, protection for a life worth living. BYU Sports Nation's Rise and Shoutout is presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. Welcome back with our question of the day presented by Bodyguards, protection for a life worth living. Learn more at Bodyguards.com. Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resorts. I put Zach Wilson number six behind Steve Young, Ty Detmer, Taysom Hill, Gifford Nilsson, and Robbie Bosco. And Drew Hagen. Today's Rise and Shoutout presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. Whitney Orton, she knows how to fly now. That's the show. Sorry, Dennis Pitta. For Jeremiah Spencer, BYU Football with Kalani Sitake up next. Go Cougs.